Welcome back to another edition of Common Sense Uncensored with your host, Mark Rusted on Grand Fork's best source. For all of your car equipment needs, check out the auto equipment experts in Grand Forks. They're an AC Delco distributor for auto parts and so much more. Auto equipment experts also sell and service all major brands of machine, <clears throat> wheel balancers, hoists, air compressors, and anything you need to stock your shop for all your weekend warriors, your garage too. Locally and employee owned. Check them out. Auto Equipment Experts, 5036 10th Avenue, South and North in Grand Forks or call 701-757-2500 or go to autoequipmentexperts.com. Auto Equipment Experts is open Monday through Friday, normal business hours, 8 to 5. Check them out and meet your auto needs. So sitting with me in the studio today is we've got the normal cast and crew, myself, young Katie, Paul, and our special guest, none other than his second time on Common Sense Uncensored, the bomb thrower himself, someone I say that can get worked up finding a $100 bill in the parking lot, Mr. Lee Hensrud. Welcome back, buddy. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate being here. And, and yeah, I do get pretty worked up. Yeah, you do, and that's, that's what makes it for good, uh, good radio podcasting. Um, what, what's on your mind today, Lee? Well, there's so many things going on, I don't know where, even where to begin. I mean, you know, we got local stuff, we got regional stuff, we got national, worldwide stuff. Um, basically, the topics are so many. Uh, you know, we could obviously talk about the Fouch. The Fouch. The Fouch and his... What are we going to do without this guy when he... He heads to the other side or wherever that may be for him. I mean, when he hangs it up, when he hangs it up and, and, you know, him and Bill retire together and go to their Island of magic, Bill Gates, that is, I mean, what, what are we going to do with, with, you know, I got headlines today in the Minneapolis Star Tribune. I saw a headline this morning. It says, and I quote, Fauci sees more pain and suffering. I have to tell you, I was pretty excited there for a minute. Cause you, you, got, was, you got excited. I got excited. Cause I'm like, he's finally getting some pain and suffering and, <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't him. It was us again. But uh, according to him, you know, it's might as well turn the lights off and get back in the basement. Go back in the basement, right, right where you belong, Lee. Yep. You know, Doctor Death. <laughs> Doctor Death. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Well, you know what? If you don't agree with him, even if you're a qualified physician, just go lay by your dish. Yeah. To hell with you. You don't. You you have got nothing to say if you don't agree with Doctor Fauci. I mean, forget that guy. Oh, man. Honestly, it, I. <laughs> It's it's coming out. There's countless studies now that have been done on masks. Okay, mm-hmm. I think the most recent one was done, and I want to say Denmark. Don't quote me on that, but I think I'm right. I and think, yep. it, it came out that they were literally 100 percent useless. They had a, they had a group wearing masks and a group not. And guess what happened? Same results, both groups. Oh, funny how that works. Oh, you mean this little tiny piece of fabric doesn't stop a, a virus? It's like one micron. In size, from entering my system through the air, an airborne virus. You mean to tell me that piece of cloth, or what's cut from an old T-shirt, or a pair of panties, or you know, a bra cup? You mean to tell me this isn't working, Lee? Well, you know, as <laughs> I was the only one that thought. Here's the thing: if you think about, just think about this for a second. You go into a bathroom. You go, especially if you're at a hospital or a sporting event. You go somewhere. And they have the, the little red plastic thing on the side of the wall that's for needles, right? You know, those that are diabetic or for whatever reason, they got to give themselves a shot or whatever. They got the red box. It's do not touch biohazard. Put your needle in it. It self-locks. You can't open it, right? 
We never had that for these masks. Yet we're supposed to believe that these masks are keeping this killer virus inside of them that can be transmitted on, I mean, we've heard surfaces, we've heard air, we've heard all these different things. If that was actually legitimate a thing, you'd have those same boxes for masks everywhere instead of finding them in the parking lot and laying all over the damn place. You want, you want or another? the 30 that are in my coat pocket. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Wash them in your wash machine. It's fine. It, the, the killer virus will disappear. It'll, it's crazy. You, you want to know? You want to know where the uh, viruses or the I'm sorry, the needles get disposed of uh, on our properties? Generally speaking, in the lawn. <laughs> in the lawn. <laughs> I don't wear. I don't uh, <laughs> prefer walking through with flip flops oh, in true. a lot of cases. You guys want me to? Like uh, so, you know, I referred to Fauci as Doctor Death. Yep. So here's a post that somebody put up, and um, you know, I don't. I'm not going to say that uh, all this is true, but I'm just going to you know, believe that it is. Mm-hmm. So 40 years of Dr. Death. Now this is Fauci. 1980, Fauci leads NIH and begins to use PCR tests to get false positives. 1984, Fauci starts AIDS research with funding from Mark and other big pharma uh, CEOs. 1985, Fauci pushes deadly drug AZT for AIDS experimental vaccine using PCR false positives and phony studies. 1985, continuing, AZT kills hundreds of thousands and still impairs hundreds of thousands more, permanently debilitating cancers and other diseases. FDA finally uh, discontinues its its use. 2009, Fauci pushes swine flu pandemic and uses uh, PCR false positives and phony reports to get emergency use approval for an unapproved vaccine. 25 people are killed before alarms are raised and the FDA stops its safe and use for the flu. 2015, Fauci funds uh, University of North Carolina gain-of-function research for coronaviruses. 2017, Fauci funds coronavirus research in Wuhan lab in China, sidestepping Trump. 2019, Fauci helps uh, ban other meds like HCQ and ivermectin from being used to fight COVID. 2020, Fauci pushes to get at least 28 COVID vaccines and boosters approved for emergency use with the help of PCR false positivities and phony death reports. So there you have it. Mr. Dr. Death himself. Here's the one thing I took away from that the most. It it, it caught my attention because I lived through the eighties. Now, young Katie, you were just a glimmer in your father's eyes. So yeah, basically. So there's, there's no chance you're going to have any recollection, but Lee and Paul and I will imagine living in the eighties when you just watch Freddie Mercury basically wilt away and die in like two months and getting a false positive for AIDS. Imagine the panic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that you would be going through oh my God. because back then before much was known about it, it was, it was literally a death sentence. It was, mm-hmm. it was, you, you test positive for this. It's over, Johnny. Yeah, there's no doubt. It, we have, we have done things so backwards here when it comes to this stuff. It's ridiculous. I get a kick out of these people. And I get very angry, but when they talk about mandating vaccines or masks for kids in school, I mean, I'm going to go right to the hot button right now. This is happening. So it's going to happen. <clears throat> here's my question. When we had the flu virus, right, or it used to be the flu, you know, now they well, call it COVID. But well, completely disappeared last year. <laughs> well, it's, hey, you broke your leg, you had COVID, you know what I mean? Let's not, let's not sugarcoat it. We know what happened. We're not stupid people. Oh, no, you, you got to look at the, the reverse psychology on this, though, because when people say that, oh, the, the flu went away, it's because everybody was masked up. So that's why all the flu cases went down. But then there are all these COVID cases because not enough people were masking up. Oh, yeah. You, you, well, if you follow that, which is true, then you start trying to tell somebody that believes Fauci that, 
you get called, you know, you're well racist for sure, but uh, you're always a racist. But I mean, they're, you're, you're ignorant. You don't know what you're talking about. You cite your facts. And that's the problem with this country is we, we cannot have a discussion anymore about anything with common sense. Well, you saw it yourself, Lee, oh my God. with the, the dentist I had on from Fargo, Dr. Worman. Okay. These guys, they all go to the same school. Mm-hmm. They separate at the end and they pick their, their uh, specialty. Well, he's specialized in dentistry. Doesn't mean he's he's not just as educated on this stuff as as people in any other line of medical work. As a matter of fact, in some cases, you could argue much more so, because he has taken it upon himself to do the the extra research. He's got the books. He knows how to speak the language. We talked about this off air. Mm-hmm. You know, part of the problem for your average Joe going into say a, a medical science book and trying to read about you know, the way a virus acts on your system and, and uh, what it does in the cells is the problem that sometimes the language gets a little tough to read. And unless you have somewhat of a medical background, it's not as cut and dry as one would hope, right? It's, it's sort of like if you're not a paralegal, opening up a law book isn't the easiest thing in the world to determine, you know, the, the way the barristers handle things. I think it's important to point that out, and it's also important to point out that if, you, if you're really paying attention, anyone who has a different opinion, based on fact even, and tries to present it, is immediately attacked. If you're not towing the line of death and despair and a dark winter coming again, we're going to hear that again, I'm sure. President Biden will get up there, and it'll be, we're going to have another dark winter, and you know whose fault it is? All the unvaccinated people, yeah. all the people that don't want to wear a mask, they're selfish, they're killing people. I mean, he even came out and said Facebook was killing people, and then the big tech was like, whoa, there, buddy, settle down for a second. You're not going to put this on us, but we'll help you put it on everybody else. Oh, no question. Yeah. I mean, write something on Facebook that even rhymes with ivermectin. You know, <laughs> That's I, good. I watched it. It'll, it'll get taken away. Yep. I watched a three-hour podcast with Dr. Brett Weinstein and Dr. Pierre Corey. Corey's a lung and ICU specialist, okay? Um, the dentist that I had on, Apparently, he's, he's just a quack, according to certain text messengers, because he's a dentist. Really? Okay, well, next time you need, you know, when you take a face plant on your bicycle as you're, you know, fiddling with to, to untangle your mask and you land in the middle of the street and you need him to do an operation on your mouth, remind him how much of a quack he is when he's, when he's cutting you open and drilling into your jaw and, and putting, you know, teeth that he designed into your mouth. Give me a break. That's so stupid. That's why, you know... So you've got a, you've got local doctors, you know him, uh, uh, Doctor Noah Chalaya, the the heart surgeon, the cardiologist, and then you've got these these two gentlemen here. They're all saying the same thing, and they all got their uh, their sources from different places. You know that, that, that ivermectin has been effective. India proved it. In certain states in India, they they tested it on parts of a monkey, and. It was the results were like literally one hundred percent. So they went right to using it on humans, and guess what? Those particular states in India are are suffering with right now. Not fucking cold. Sorry, oh. sorry, Katie. Not <laughs> cold. jar. I see it on the counter. I guess I'm already reaching into my wallet. <laughs> my favorite part of your show is just hitting the soundboard. I love that. Well, we're coming you, to you in a minute for some commentary. So, so don't you think you're getting away from oh, that? I don't know. So you know, I, I had to step away to take a phone call really quick because I'm waiting for my truck to get repaired, and apparently somebody who was before me so i'm waiting another five hours but uh so we talked about this on the tuesday show and this is the thing that really caught my attention that blew my mind so one of the reasons that they will not 
approve ivermectin for treatment is because if they approve any one of these other treatments, it kills the emergency use use authorization, which then therefore they cannot push the vaccine. So the minute that they say ivermectin is effective, they have to they have to take off the emergency use author, authorization, and then they can't use the vaccine because the vaccine is not FDA approved, and the only way to push it is if we're under emergency use. Wait, question. So ivermectin, whatever. So that's like a new thing now. No, it, no, it's, no, no, it's been around for. It oh, was, never it was, mind. it's a molecule that was invented in like the seventies, oh. and it was it's an anti-parasitic. So what it did is it it. Um, it fixed river blindness, which is something that happened in like African villages where you'd find basically every male over the age of 40, they'd be walking around with a uh, little walking stick being led around by children because they'd gone blind. It cured that. And then also, oh, okay. uh, you've heard of elephantitis, right? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, it also cured that. And so there wasn't really like a great deal of reason to believe this would be effective on a virus, but it turns out okay. it is. And there's still... They're still ignoring it for, well, one of the reasons is what Paul just said. I hadn't heard that, but the main reason I heard was because it's it's out of patent because it's been around so long. So any generic company can make it. So there's really no money to be made on it. But here's the, here's the thing about it. If you, can, if you can produce a drug for the price of an aspirin that could not only help you once you have the COVID virus, but then potentially use it as a prophylactic to prevent you from getting it, and this is being not studied, we've got a problem. And it, it starts with Big Pharma and the money that they've got and the influence they've got over our government and our inept president. Well, I mean, look at it this way. If, if, if an expert came out today and said, hey, a baby aspirin a day, you'll never get cancer from it. We've proven it. If they came out and made that kind of a statement, number one, they'd disappear. They'd probably commit suicide supposedly somewhere. Who knows what would happen to them? They'd disappear. And then second of all, they'd say that it was, you know, it, it was all lies. Facebook would take it down. Everybody would take even if it was the absolute truth, because there's no money to be made in it. No. That it, 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 just because we all got the living hell scared out of us with COVID when it came out and everybody was freaking out, wondering what we were going to do, doesn't mean people stop being greedy. Doesn't mean people stop thinking about how to make money off of it. Why do you think there's talk of a booster shot? It's not because it's 95. Did, where's the booster shot for the flu anyway? Is there booster shots all over the place for the flu? Maybe. I don't get a flu shot, so I don't know. You haven't had one in a long time. I have no idea if there's or not. I, well, you have to get the, your new flu shot every season. That's right. They got a new one every season. But, but this showed us that you don't need a new one every season because it's 90-some percent uh, effective, supposedly, right? Yeah, so they say, although yeah, it, it's not. I mean, well, and, and here's the thing. So th- this should come as a shock to everybody sitting here. So that, that same one of the same doctors I was, I was referencing earlier, that Brett Weinstein, he did a show on his YouTube channel with the inventor of the mRNA vaccine. So this guy literally came up with it. Okay, if I'm not mistaken, they said he won a Nobel Peace Prize for it, right? Sure. So this guy came up with it. He was a little bit critical of its use for this particular um, disease. Mm-hmm. YouTube took, the, took it off. So the guy that invented this thing is even getting censored because, you know, YouTube their credibility is extremely high. I mean, they, 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 can, they can determine much more than the guy that freaking invented it. I mean, that should, just, that should give everybody pause like, of the level of censorship, especially when it comes to this particular disease. Why are they censoring so much? Why? It's, it's absolute control of the narrative. I know we know that, but people need to understand 
if you control the narrative, I mean to the actual T, and you control everything, that's all people are ever going to hear. That's all they're ever going to believe. Eventually, they're going to dumb down. They're going to believe everything you tell them. And when the next thing comes along that you want them to do, they're going to listen that much easier. Say, look at the mass, right? At first, it was two week. We're going to flatten the curve. Then it was throw a mask on. Now we're talking about throwing masks back on in the fall, which they can go pound sand, period. They can pound sand. I, I am with you 100%. If they do this to our school children, my, my kids starting first grade, just started summer school today. There's no masks right now, but if they come out and say that, there's going to be a problem. Um, I can make life very uncomfortable for people, and I plan to, and I know you plan to. Yeah, I plan. And, and we're not in, and we're not a two person army here. No, and no, and and people got to understand, it's not a shouting match, it it's chess, right? So if if Doctor Brenner comes out, he has not yet, so I, you know, settle down. But if he comes out and he says, and he's wringing his hands, and he's sitting in his library, and he's got the YouTube camera on, and he says to everybody, you know, I got to do what's best for these kids. I got to. We're gonna have to put the mask back on, even if you're vaccinated. You're gonna have to put the mask back on. I don't think he understands the backup he's going to get, the, the, the pushback he's going to get. So, Lee, if you're, if you're extremely stressed out about the mask policy mm-hmm. and, you just, and you just need something to drink, just to let you know, every day is a great day at the Southtown Poorhouse. <laughs> wow. Yes, every single day. I didn't so see that coming. If you're, stressed, if you're stressed out, head over there, get yourself... Half price apps and tabs every day from four to six thirty. Third, <clears throat> Thursdays are excuse me. Thursdays are even better with Thursday night steak night. Twelve ounce ribeye with a side of loaded mashed potatoes for thirteen bucks from five to nine. Add a side salad for only two bucks. Thursdays they also have three dollar pounders. Ooh, that's not so bad. Three dollar pounders. Three dollar sixteen ounce pounder. I could handle that. I could have one right now. Just make sure to check out the Southtown Poorhouse events page to find out when your favorite band is going to play live. They're famous for their live music in town. They, they have a lot. Yep. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. Every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse, 2015 Library Circle in Grand Forks next to the Grand Cities Mall. Call 701-757-3825. That's the Southtown Poorhouse. Now, I've never understood why somebody would want to call a bar unless you're looking for somebody. Don't call them. Just go in there and have a beer. I got it. Yeah, Tell go them Grand Forks Best Source sent you. Bring your race ticket from River City Speedway to get ten dollars off a twenty dollar more purchase. That's kind of cool. Oh, so yeah, you go you go enjoy the races and you take your ticket stub. Come on in there and you get half off a twenty dollar order. Can't beat it. Okay, so um, I pulled up a video um, that I'll have Katie play here in a second. Just uh, and if you guys have seen this, we can we can stop it. But if you haven't, I want you to to see it because it talks talks about the. Uh, Oh, this guy prophetized everything that was going to happen because this this video he put out or this interview was a year ago. So go ahead and, and roll it, Katie. I, 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 let me see if you guys have seen this guy. Don't need a mask. The mask is about compliance because they know Canadians like to do what they're told. So if they tell you you have to wear a mask, next they're going to tell you you have to contact trace. Then they're going to tell you you have to take the vaccine. And because Canadians like to do what they're told, they're hoping that everyone just complies. And then guess what, kids? Once you take your vaccine, like a dumb person that doesn't know any better, they're going to tell you, sorry, the vaccine isn't as effective as we thought it was going to be. So now you still got to wear your mask, still got to get contact trace, still have all the restrictions and social 
social distancing and still take your vaccine. And then what did you get out of all of this? You got a whole year where you weren't allowed to travel. Your business was closed. They took your rights and freedoms. They forced the vaccine on you. And what happened? The same amount of people died. Everything is the exact same. And now they're going to put you back on lockdown and bring it all the way till July of next year so they can do the same thing again. Bring you from July, August, and September getting you off lockdown, but just to bring you back on lockdown again. If you idiots haven't figured it out yet, it's a perpetual cycle that you never get out of. And it's a way to take your rights, your freedoms, close your business, take your wealth. Why? So you become dependent on government. Why? If you're independent, the government works for you like it's supposed to. If you depend on the government to give you a paycheck to feed your family every month because they closed your business on you, now the government doesn't work for you. The government rules you. So instead of a middle class, we have the government, upper class, and the lower class dependents that rely on the government to survive. In other words, we have a slave class. And that's what they're trying to do. It's that simple. All right, kill it there, Katie. I mean, that was a year ago. The guy was spot on. Well, it's hard to argue. I mean, we, we all know it's coming. Biden administration's already came out and said they're talking about another mandatory shutdown coming from the federal government instead of the state government this time. And so I would this would be my cry to anybody listening that owns a business, anybody that advertises with us, that has a business, ignore it. Ignore it. Stay open. Ignore those freaking dipshits and just stay open. Because if everyone in mass stays open and does not lock down and doesn't wear diapers on their face, there's nothing they can do about it. We're an armed populace. There's nothing they can do. They can't do shitly. No. And, and, that's, and I think one thing that gets me... Is, gets me a little riled up, is that people are just so willing to basically bend over and say, how far do you want me to touch my toes? I mean, honestly, without being, you know, seriously. When I grew up, when I was growing up my teenage years, I raised a lot of hell. I mean, I know you might have too, Mark, from what I understand. But I raised a lot of hell. Word, it, word travels fast. Yeah, word travels fast. And one thing, though, that my dad always told me, and he didn't like that I raised a lot of hell, but he said, you know, don't be ignorant of your rights. You get pulled over on the side of the road by a cop. He said, if you weren't doing nothing wrong, they used to always do this in the country. Hey, do you mind if we search your car? He's like, yeah, tell him you mind. Tell him, well, ask him what the reason is. Well, what's the reason? Well, what are you hiding? I'm not hiding anything. Why do you want to look through my car? And that's how the conversation would go, respectfully. But that's how it would go. Nowadays, it's like, yeah, let me jump out. What do you want to see? Do you want, should we take the seats out? Should we see what's on? You know, that's, that's the mentality people have now. And it's like, what is wrong with you people? You, you can say no. Take it back to our school district for a second. People hear me talk about this all the time, and they're just like, Willie, what are you going to do about it? I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to put a mask on your kid and send them to school. It's like, wait a second. Who works for who here, right? Dr. Brenner, although he has not said anything yet, Dr. Brenner is an employee. The school district are employees and elected officials. Everyone that works in the schools are employees, and everybody paying the bills is everyone else. Well, and them if they have kids, but the taxpayers. So why are we doing what we're told by them? Well, um, I, mean, I can tell you, me, I won't send my kid to school in a mask. If they slap one on him when he gets there, they're going to hear about it from me. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, I have put my foot down. I'm not sure what – I get about 50-50 custody with my ex-wife. I'm not sure what she's going to decide to do. That's, a, sure. that's her prerogative. But when I've got the kids, they, they're not, he's not going to school in a mask. To hell with that. Yeah, my, I'm same, same boat with you. I have an 8-year-old daughter starting up school. If they try to force masks on her, I'm gonna, I'll pull her out. I mean, same situation, you know, I got a, I got 
I, what her mom wants decides to do. That's uh, I, I hopefully she is in agreement with me. But I'll homeschool them if I have to. But I'm not putting a mask on my damn kid this year. That's it's total bullshit. I have a few other strings I can pull before pulling the kids out of school. Um, to, they're kind of last resort type stuff, but uh, I'll, I'll definitely start pulling some some of those different strings um, if if need be because. Uh, you know what the, the the doctor I had on, Doctor Worman, he said it best. He's like, okay, he said the the gal that um, watches his children passed out one day at school, flat passed out. She was just sitting at her desk and dropped. Right, she doesn't have a history of that. And the school nurse said, "Well, it's just because uh, you didn't have breakfast." The hell, it's because you didn't have breakfast. It's because you can't breathe enough oxygen through these things to give your brain enough oxygen, and so you, you, the lack of oxygen puts you into a state where you you can't stay awake at times and you will pass out. We've all seen the videos of people like they make people doing athletics wear these things in some in some communities. Hell, even in Grand Forks here, my son's uh, uh, talent show for kindergarten. His talent apparently was running a race with a couple other boys. They had them all wearing masks out in the, out in the hot sun running a r- sprint. Like what are we doing here? Yeah, it doesn't even, over a disease that largely doesn't even affect children. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, and uh, even this uh, Dr. Jean Golix was um, she she's been speaking on this for a while now. And one of the things that I never even realized, but when you're a young you know child, you you look at facial expressions. When these kids are wearing masks, when a person smiles in a mask, they look like they're angry. Because you can't see the actual smile. All you see is the wrinkles in the head yep. and the squinting of the eyes. So actually, when they're smiling, the kids think that they're angry. That's a good point. I think the biggest thing in talking with my children, I got three of them, two going into high school now, one year left in middle school. Yeah, they want to be in school. They're, and they're kids. So they say, well, okay, Dad, I'll wear the mask. I just don't keep me home. Don't keep me away from my friends. But then when I dig deeper and I talk to them about it, they're... There is so much that's been lost. I mean, seriously, as adults, we need to listen. There's so much that's been lost in expression and, and communication and just getting to know people and getting to be, you know, socially developing. You don't have to be an expert in this field to see that. It's like it used to be we'd see something as a, as a race of people, as a human race. We'd see something happening and we'd know that it wasn't right. You know, really, really quickly. Sorry, I don't yep. mean to interrupt. No, but um, so we got a text and... You know, and this this just goes to our, our point of, you know, common sense on censored. So we got a text. Pull your kids out of school. They'll be as educated as you three buffoons. Okay. I tell you what. Call in. <laughs> Instead of texting us and trying to insult us, call in. 701. What is it? 213-0863? Yeah. yeah that, that's our number. Call in. You can, you can chat with us. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be more than happy to, to have a conversation with you. Otherwise, uh, keep your insults to yourself. Well, that's, it, it, it's, that's a real standard liberal response. If they don't like what you're saying and it doesn't fit the narrative they like, they just call you names. Hence why everything is racist now. Hence why people are just dentists or just cardiologists. They just don't know what... You know what, dude? Keep taking your information from the CDC and see how far that gets you. Freaking loser. Well, you know, I got to tell you, <laughs> I've had a few interactions the last couple of weeks. I've been filling in on some shows and, <clears throat> you know, I've been told to shut up. I've been told, you know, called names and all that. And here's the thing. If, if you have a point of view that you would like to get across, if you have a difference of opinion, 
that's the great thing about this country is I would fight for your right to have that opinion. I would fight for your right to disagree with me. But when you call or text in and you just say, I mean, we're glad you're listening, but if you call and text in and you just call us buffoons and that's all you think of us, then who's the bigger buffoon, us or you for listening to us? I I don't understand it. I mean, if you have something you want to talk about, let's talk about it. I I ain't shy about it. and I know Mark ain't shy about it. What I was going to mention to Paul's point, though, about the masks and the facial expressions, there's a reason why these podcasts on video do so well. Why Rogan gets 30 million viewers mm-hmm. and I get just a just a hair under that. About 29 million? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> roughly, yeah. yeah. Because because people like seeing conversations between people and their interactions and their different thought processes, their different perspectives. And the fact that we can look across from each other, I can look at Katie or Paul or Yuli and yep. we can smile or I can see that I've annoyed Katie with another swear word. But, you know, eyes and facial expressions is a very important key to communication. What do they say? Like, what percentage of communication is nonverbal? It's a lot. It's a big percentage. I haven't heard it in a while, but it's a lot. It's huge. And if you take away somebody's ability to even differentiate a smile from a, from a terse, angered look, well, then you're, you're absolutely you're, you're, you're throwing a huge roadblock in the way of kids' development, especially at that age when they require, like, so much you know these little kids. They, you can't just set them and forget them. Like they need, they're not just a, a pot that you need to stir once in a while. It's like constant, right? So they learn from all their surroundings, all their people, all their their, their parents, their teachers. These nonverbal communications are are absolutely critical, and that's my take from one buffoon. How about you, buffoons? What do you guys think? Well, um, from what you were saying, I, I one of the things that came to mind is that. You know, if if you're a concerned parent and you are thinking about taking your children out of school because of your concerns for them wearing masks and everything, well, it sounds to me that you're actually concerned about the children. So maybe you would be a better educator than somebody that would let this BS ride Mm -hmm. just because you are, I don't know, brainwashed into whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I, I... I would say that I would take some buffoons that actually care about the children over some educated person that doesn't care. You know, somehow, I don't know how this happened, but somehow I wound up walking away from University of North Dakota without turning into a, like, absolute lockstep government-loving liberal. I don't know how this happened. I wonder what percentile I'm in. Maybe it's just because I'm a buffoon, but uh, I still have the education, I guess. Somehow that worked out. You know, I, I, I... Listen, being around youth sports a lot, I deal with, I talk to a lot of college recruiters, talk to head coaches from colleges that come and watch uh, girls play softball and and some, not so much the boys play baseball, but, and that's a little bit younger, but what they're looking for when they come, they don't come and talk to this, to the players face to face during the game. They come and they watch their body language. They watch their facial expressions. They watch how they talk to people. They watch how they're, if they're, you know, if they're pouty, if they're, you know, I'm telling you, it can, they, all of that is what tells them what kind of person they are. And when you put a, if you put a mask over somebody's face and you just, how do you even get to know that person? Like we might as well just all be in robot suits, right? I mean, what is the pur- purpose of having a face if you can't see it? Yeah. Right? The, the one thing that blew my mind when this first thing first happened was like people in banks. Oh my God. So now all of a sudden it's okay to be fully masked, wear sunglasses and a hat 
and go into a bank <laughs> where before it was. <laughs> That's good stuff. You know, it's funny you say that because I always, it never felt right because I, I'm doing what I do. I'm at the bank a lot, especially uh, when it comes time the end of the month or the beginning of the following. And like, I'm, 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 so I'm walking into the bank and as I'm walking up, I'm slowly putting a mask on my face. Like that would have gotten you like gunpoint arrested (laughs) three years ago. Oh my God. Well, you know, all these people that are like, you know what? You have to wear a mask. You have to wear a mask. To me, it sounds like you have to wear your burqa. You have to wear your burqa. Hey, 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 Paul, you want to know why I don't wear a mask? The same reason I don't wear a cape because I'm not a fucking superhero. (laughs) God, this guy. <laughs> All right, how much more money you got? At least we're getting rich. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Yes. So, text or text us back yet? I don't think so. No. Anybody call yet? No, nobody's called. We did get a text What's from somebody that? else, though. We got a text. Great job, guys. David Roy here from Langdon, North Dakota. Small Ford dealer, but pretty sad to have nothing to sell. Complete joke with this country. And he's he's right. I've heard this from other uh, automotive folks as well, too, that there's there, there's no, like, microchips or whatever, so they're vehicles are just sitting in like Mm -hmm. stadiums waiting for uh, these particular chips. I imagine probably come from China. I would assume, I I guess that's an assumption on my part. Uh, Maybe David could, could fill us in on that. They're paying top dollar for trades right now for used car. Yeah. Crazy. I I knew a guy I talked to him last night and he had, uh, I don't know, he had like a five-year-old pickup and he only had like, God, I don't know. He was crazy low mileage, Mm -hmm. you know, like 40,000 or I don't know what he had on it. He said he, he drove into the, one of the local dealerships, and he said he didn't even get parked. There was, like, three guys standing around his truck that worked there that were like, you looking to trade that sucker in? Like, uh, what do you want for it? Like, I mean, seriously, they were, you know, basically got a list of people on a waiting list looking to buy hey, used vehicles. I'm, uh, I'm just putting it out there right now. I have a 2016 Ram, perfect condition. It's got a lot of uh, extras on it, only 33,000 miles. Anybody? 90 grand, it's yours. 90 grand, let's go. 90 grand, it's yours. I'll sell it right now. Katie, you can get some money. Cash money. I know. You know, I've never bought a nice vehicle. I've never owned a nice car. I, I, I have a 2003 Lexus sedan with over a quarter million miles on it. And then an, I have an 01 Chevy truck. Basically, every penny I've ever spent, I've spent on buildings and things of that nature that usually try to, like, they, they generally appreciate instead of depreciate. So that's kind of where I'm at. But one of these days. Well, full disclosure, I mean, I've never technically bought a really nice vehicle yet. That 90 grand uh, take home for me would probably be about about 60. <laughs> <laughs> Still a little bit on that bad boy. <laughs> Well, that's you know that's the way we do it here now. I, I I've never actually had a car payment, uh, just because I drive those older vehicles. I don't know. Hey, but you know I I just bought a used boat and uh, uh, took it out on the water yesterday at the lake. Nice night. It was too windy Saturday to get it out, so played golf yesterday morning and then came came out and and ran the boat out to the middle of the lake and killed the motor and cracked open some beers and we just kind of sat there and chilled and. Went to start it up to when we were going to get off the water and nothing. Oh, no. Paddle your way to shore. On a Sunday night, too, when basically uh, everyone's home. Uh, honest question for you. When you're out on a lake on a windy day like that, you know, the waves are going and everything, when you see the other boat probably three, 400 yards away from you fishing, they have their masks on, right? Oh, otherwise I wouldn't be out there. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, mask up, save lives. <laughs> 
you know, so, so yeah, so I'm sitting there. I, we, I did have a kayak paddle on the, on the boat. And so I sat on the front of it and against the wind, tried to paddle. And I'm pretty sure all I did was tread water for quite a period of time until I was getting actually fairly sore. So now I'm kind of wondering what we're going to do. And, uh, luckily this, you can't even make this up. So my, my buddy that I hang out with all the time, Dave, his brother lives on that lake. And all of a sudden I hear that of a, of a pontoon start up and I turn around and lo and behold, there he is. So I grab the paddle and I'm doing this sitting on the front and he comes up and he goes, you need to tow? I'm like, oh, I'd love a tow. Love nothing more than a tow. Otherwise I might be here tomorrow at this time. I mean, at least it's not like the lake. Should I say the lake's name? Can I say that on here? Yeah, you can say the lake. At least it's not that big. No, it's not that big. It's but so small. To, to try to swim a boat to shore from, I was, you know where I'm. Two miles across, six miles all the way around. You know where I'm at though, right? Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it would have, mm-hmm. I was, I couldn't get much further from there. Plus being against the wind, it would have been a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's, that's so sometimes driving not nice stuff sometimes has its downfalls, but you know. Wow. We really. Where the hell are so we here? We, say, we really segued on that one. Didn't we? <laughs> I had a math story that was awesome, and then you guys like start talking about boats, and now I wish I was at the lake right now. It's freaking hot in here. Why are all these bright lights on me? I'm wearing black. I'm sweating like a, I'm dying over here, and you guys are rambling on about how big Grace Lake is. Like anyone gives a shit that it's six miles around and two, two miles. I don't, I don't even know what you're saying over here, Katie, okay? but if that's your input for the show, yeah, you, hey. Not- Rumors is serving right now across the way if you need something to do. I know. No, I tell you. So I'm in, so I'm in a grocery store that <clears throat> we won't get into it. I, I could go an hour about it, but I won't. It'd be tough to figure out which one you're talking oh, about. Oh, boy, I tell you, just even saying it gets me going. But So I'm in this grocery store, and this guy and his wife, I assume, whatever, they come in, get these kids. Nobody's wearing a mask but the youngest kid, just this little, just this little guy. And none of my business, I don't care what you do with your kids. But I must have given them a look, you know, because I was like, what the hell? You know, why is this kid wearing a mask? And they're not, I mean, it's just natural. I don't care. I wasn't going to ask him his business. But he freely volunteered it to me. I don't know if he knew who I was or what, but he, he's, he's like, he's not vaccinated. The rest of us are. Oh. And I was oh, like, my. why the hell isn't he vaccinated? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. But I said, I said, that's got to be really rough at home. Meaning, if you're dragging your kid in the grocery store with a mask on their face because they're not vaccinated, is he wearing a mask around the house because you are and he's not? What kind of insanity Lee, is going on around Lee, here? Lee, two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah. Right? Two weeks, and then we're out of this. Oh, my so God. We just have to make sure we don't overrun the hospitals. That's, that's the bottom line here. And... Uh, like has, 50, it been, has it been two weeks yet? Because like it feels like it's been over yeah. a year. Is there 12 people in the hospital? 15 maybe? I don't know. This is the other thing too. So yeah, the kid hasn't been vaccinated because they haven't approved it for 12 and under yet. Yeah. Because they don't know the effects of it. Okay, so if you're 12 and older, they know the effects of it? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> well, it was almost like he ratted his own kid out to me. You know what I mean? I'm standing there without a mask on and he's like, he's like yeah, he's not unvaccinated. He's not vaccinated yet. Like, like he's, you know... Like, I should look at his kid his, differently. He's, like, a cess, he's a cesspool of death. He, he was expecting to take his kid out back and give him the beating he so yeah. richly deserves. I should have just went right on his kid right there and been like, hey, why are you not vaccinated? You Don't you realize you're putting the rest of us in danger? Get you, your head in the game, you, little one. Dirty little monster. What is wrong with you? I thought those dirty hands were one thing, but you're spewing death all over the place. You go home and stay in your room until you're vaccinated. 
Just, just spraying death with every breath. Oh, oh no, because he's wearing his mask. He's not. Well, yeah, you're right. He's wearing his mask. About well, half on oh, his face. That's a good point. The that's mask good... was like bigger in his face. His nose was the tip of his nose wasn't I peeking out like well, like it, like what happened to me on a flight. Uh, like, it, uh, literally, I was like in a coma coming back from shit. Vegas, and this guy, and this stewardess. That's a shocker. Male stewardess. We I think we on this show we call them stewards. Stewards shakes me. To tell me that the the tip of my nose was showing. He's, he's oh. lucky he didn't get his broken for shaking you. While <laughs> I, you were, I wouldn't like, shake you if you were sleeping. Yeah, you don't wake someone up out of a Vegas coma. You nuts! Okay. Should have had a clip on your. Should have had a clip to your nose. <laughs> okay, so this is kind of a funny story and also embarrassing at the same time. But this weekend, um, I was at a wedding, and you know if these cloth masks are so effective at stopping you know a virus that has a point two micron or whatever. I'm holding my two-month-old baby because we're getting ready for pictures. Well, I go to hand my baby to my wife to take the pictures, and I look down, and my shirt is brown because the baby had a little bit of an explosion, and it went through the back of its onesie and everything and got on my shirt. So I actually had had to go to the mall and buy a new shirt for, you know, because it's but, you know, apparently a cloth mask can stop this virus, but it can't stop a kid's diarrhea diarrhea from getting on me. I, I think the question that everyone listening is asking, though, is, was your baby wearing a mask? Because at two months old, I don't need her spraying death. No, on. no, I, I vaccinated it. Oh, okay. <laughs> she self-identifies as a vaccinated person. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> and this is where the common sense uncensored is. Common, yes, common sense uncensored. Uh, I don't know. Something. Paul, oh, darn those unvaccinated crumb snatchers. <laughs> just just raw dog in life. <laughs> but at least he had a mask on to keep us all safe. Yeah, raw dog in life. I like that, Botser. I might steal that one day. That's funny. Um, so, Lee. You don't really have an opinion one way or the other on masks, I take it. No, I'm like, middle of the road. Okay, yeah. You're kind of <laughs> kind of wavering. Oh, well. Same with Paul and me. Yeah, I just I just don't have enough data yet. Katie, I, where are you just, at? I'm here. Mm. Where, where are you at with masks? I mean, I know I'm like a target for my family because I'm the only one that's not. Not vaccinated? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm the only one. Oh, my God. You're not vaccinated. Peer pressure. Not Why didn't you tell pressure. me that before I sat down next to you? I don't know. How dare you? <laughs> lawsuit coming right now. Spray and death. No, and in all seriousness, so it's 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 hard for me to understand why we're so accepting to this crap. Like these are our children. This is us. These are our lives. We're in America here, right? And yet, it's so easy for people to say, "Well, put that mask on your face. Why aren't you vaccinated? Have you been vaccinated?" It's like when did we start becoming comfortable asking each other if you are medical questions? I got asked by a lady at Menards if I'd been vaccinated yet. You know what I ought to have asked her back. When the last time she got laid was? No, like, tell me, give me some of your gynecological details. Oh, I was going down the same turn. I was going down the same <laughs> I mean, road. It's the same question, is well, exactly. it Exactly. I mean, right. You know, a very personal question. Yeah, well, we're in Menards. You might as well drop your pants. I'll take a look. Yeah. I mean, are, aren't we talking about the same thing here? We're talking about medical information. Is it the, the curtains match the drapes? Or? <laughs> <laughs> well, in all honesty, though, it when you ask somebody... <laughs> Katie, I'm sorry. When you ask some, I, I cannot apologize for these two. I, it's just the way they are. But here's my question. If you ask somebody if they've been vaccinated and you actually give them an answer, like if you get asked and you give them an answer, you're part of the problem, right? Because now you've made it normal that, oh, yeah, yeah well, no, I'm not vaccinated. 
you made them realize they can ask you that. So if I walked up to somebody in Menards, since you brought up Menards, and I said, hey, have you ever had any STDs in your life? Well, why do you ask? Well, I'm just curious if anything's trying to crawl you out want of there. Some? You know, I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm wondering if it's worth the gamble. That's all. You know, I might, my next move might not, I mean, I'm married, but anyway, you know, my next move all depends on your answer. At least, at least you were married. I was married. <laughs> She's and, not watching this. No, she don't listen to me as it is. She sure as hell ain't tuning into this, but. You know, Katie is a young person. You're going to get, I told you I was going to put you on the spot because I saw Mark do it last time and it was awesome. Oh. Yeah. Hey, you're in the show. You're in the show. Are you not in the show? Your, fi- your, your face is up here on the screen. Yeah, I am. Okay. So here's my question for you as a, as a and you're a young person. You're not old like us. You're young because you got a, some zero sugar yeah. juice drink in front of you that better I don't. Than pop. Young Katie's got a birthday coming up Probably in November. Better than pop. Oh, yeah. My question is. As a young person, especially compared to at least Mark and I, mm-hmm. what, what do you feel about your future, about government control? Do you feel like this is setting the bar for young people as far as what they could accept as control? Because to guys like me, this is unheard of behavior from our government and almost rings of a revolution. That's how bad I hate it. You being a young person, maybe not seeing as much as I've seen, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I just think like all the kids, like they're just... You know, yeah, my generation, but, like, what Paul was saying, like, the younger kids, like, the future is just so messed up, and I don't know if this will ever go back to normal. Mm. Well, you know, and what I'm getting at is, like, for me, if you were to ask me, you know, I'm in my 40s, if you were to say, well, what's normal to you? I'd tell you stories about running yeah. around, skidding up my knees, never having a cell phone. And never all about masks. Not, yeah, never worrying about a thing. Just get home after dark for supper, and you better be, you better have your, you know, ready at the table when mom says to be there or whatever. And, but for you as a young person and even younger, if this continues, this is going to scar an entire generation of young people into, into never knowing what freedom is and never knowing what nor, quote-unquote normal is. And we've stumbled onto the goal. That is the yeah. goal. That's the goal. You know, this and this, I mean, I could even ask Katie this question uh, because I can't believe that Biden actually rolled this out. What if the government told you we will give you, uh, let's say, a car, or even just like have to be a, electric. A month, a month, a month's free worth of rent or something. If you get this barcode tattooed on your wrist, because that, I mean, he's he's he just literally just went out and said we're going to give you a hundred dollars to go get an experimental vaccine. No, like no. that's. Is this just unheard of to anybody else in here? I mean, I think that it sounds borderline. Well, That's I don't really think it's man. borderline. I think it's completely illegal. How That's can an you invasion of like personal? You can't tell someone to do something. You're gonna you're Detroit. gonna go out. I mean, if somebody they're really struggling, or you know, okay, so now we get it to where people are starving. Okay, so you hung? Are you are you hungry? Okay, here here's a loaf of bread, but but you gotta you gotta get this barcode with a number tattooed on your forearm and that's what's happening which is unfortunate i think there's another time in our history when this uh happened Uh, refresh my memory well i know that some people maybe in a land called germany and others where people had to be branded they had to be they had barcodes they had all kinds of identification they were considered the problem they were painted into a corner as a disease and they were exterminated because of it almost to the point of extermination when you hear people say, and I don't mean to take a dark turn, but this is no laughing matter. When you hear people in government say that the unvaccinated people are the problem, that means 
everything that happens in your life that sucks is because of unvaccinated people. You can't see your grandchildren because of unvaccinated people. You can't go to the nursing home and visit your grandmother or your mother. It's because of unvaccinated people and so on and so on and so on. Your kids got to wear masks at school because of unvaccinated people. Pretty soon, instead of the government trying to control you and you fighting against the government, they have us fighting against each other. And when we're divided, we're conquered, right? That's, I mean, where have you heard? Uh, indivisible, right? They want to take that part out. There's no justice for all. There's no indivisible. It's we're going to divide you, put you into camps. We got two different fronts. We're telling everybody that they're racist, and we're telling everybody that the unvaccinated are the problem. Between those two fronts, they're going to divide the whole country up into silos, and we're never going to be united again, at least not for a very long time. Yeah, I think there's something pretty rough coming around the corner. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think that people are without their breaking point. And when they talk about door-to-door testing, or, or I'm sorry, excuse me, vaccining for the unvaccinated, I think that's going to ring a little too close to home. World War II, there's a lot of people whose parents are still alive that fought in that. Yeah. You know, they're, they're on the older side, but they still remember. It's not like this was 16 generations ago. In some cases, it was three. You know, so I think there's going to be a breaking point. What that looks like, I don't know. Um, I can tell you that if they keep going on the path they're going right now, that the... 2022 elections will be a bloodbath for the Democrats unless they find a way to cheat, which could be what this Delta variant is all about, is so that they can, you know, push the the mail-in ballots even harder because now we got the Delta variant. You know, it's even more dangerous than the Alpha and the Beta and the Seda or whatever the hell C is. You know, so I'm guessing they want to keep it on the forefront um, because otherwise they wouldn't stand a snowball's chance in hell of keeping almost any seat that's up, you know, with a few exceptions of the, you know, in the extremely blue areas where they vote, you know, 90, 10 blue. But for the most part, I think it's, it, it's going to be, it'll be, it'll be terrible for them. And so they have to keep this COVID thing alive and way to do that get the CDC all politicized and get them to push paper masks, get people scared again, uh, push the vaccine that's still yet, which boggles my mind because the FDA is a branch of the federal government. I, it boggles my mind that they still haven't found a way to to push through uh, them to give this vaccine the thumbs up. So that, that should tell you all you need to know is like even the FDA is like, eh, not sure about this one quite yet. Right. And I think a big part of it is, and, and people, you know, they call us buffoons and they talk about us like we're conspiracy theorists and all that other stuff. I would turn around and say, well, quit being sheep. Quit, quit putting your head in the sand. Quit pretending that everything's great. Quit pretending that everybody loves everybody. This is an absolute power grab from the local level all the way up to the top and back down again. Everybody loves, con- a lot of these people, they love control, they love power, they love money, and, and, and they don't love you, and, and that's the problem. You know, it used to be where you had choices you could make in this country. It was all about choice. I mean, it, you you know, you could choose what kind of a life you wanted. You could choose where you wanted to live. You could choose if you wanted to have kids or not. You could choose. Don't think that all those choices aren't going to be t- taper, uh, chipped away at the more they get us to conform, right? I mean, honestly, it starts in our schools, what they're teaching. It starts with our young people. And as generation after generation, you know, as, as graduating class after graduating class comes through, they're more, while they're smart kids, a lot of them, they're dumbed down on what they actually should expect in this country, 
because they haven't they haven't experienced what we as older guys have experienced the freedoms we've experienced they haven't experienced them yet so they don't know what they're going to lose they're just like they're like oh this is cool hey i get my iphone hey i can go on snapchat hey i can do all this what more do i need when I went to school, I don't recall being in necessarily indoctrinated for the most part by many of my teachers. I think this is a little relatively newer trend that's going on where the school system and the government are so tied together. And, and a lot of it comes down to funding. You know, the Department of Education should honestly be abolished. Oh, absolutely. The, the federal government has no business telling a teacher in Pembina, North Dakota, how and the way she should teach mathematics to third grade children. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for that. It's just another big bloated bureaucracy that's got absolutely no right to be messing with the way our children are educated in a free country. Drives me absolutely nuts. You know, a big part of this too, Mark, and, and you know, people are like, oh, just beating the mass drum, you're beating the vaccination drum. What about everything that's happening on the side? that we're getting distracted from that's really happening in this world. I mean, we sit here and we talk about vaccinations. We talk about masks. We talk about freedom. Everybody gets fired up. I do it. We do it. Meanwhile, all these other things are happening all over the world. We pull troops out of Afghanistan. The entire country's on fire. The Taliban are killing women and children left and right. They're murdering all the men in the country so they can take over the women and children and rape them at leisure. We got China over here basically beating their chest, saying that they're going to send a new... They actually told Japan that if they interfered with Taiwan, that they would nuke nuke them. They would use nuclear weapons first. Japan has no nuclear weapons. China used to pledge that they would never use a nuclear weapon against anyone who didn't have nuclear weapons. They told told the world, in case you missed it on the news, because you did, because they never reported it, we're going to use nuclear weapons first on Japan just to show you that you're butting into our business. So don't do anything about Taiwan when we take it completely over and and absorb it into China. You got things going on in in the Philippines. You got the president of the Philippines saying that if you're not vaccinated, you should just go kill yourself, basically. If you refuse to get vaccinated, stay in your home until you die. He said that as president of that country. Now, it doesn't affect us directly here, but all these things are going on here, right? You got Russia doing whatever they want. You even got Europe doing whatever they want. Everybody's pissing on us, and it, and all we're worried about is whether or not our kids are face have face masks on them because that's where they're distracting us to look. Well, but here's the thing. Lee, I, 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 here's where I part ways with you a little bit, because I think our liberties in this t- particular country, in America, I think th- this mask policy that's being put forth, and even the vaccines to some extent as well, I think is a, uh, a, a, it's a precursor to what you're seeing in some of these other countries. I, th- I think the, the masks... I think this is a, a hill worth dying on mm-hmm. for the simple fact that if we give in on something as dumb as a face mask, you know it, it shows the world that we'll give in on you know, any, anything else. It, basically taking abuse, uh, whether it be from, well, look, at the, look, I mean, look, look no further. Okay, you, you can't even, you, you, the censorship is crazy, right? So the social media, they're all obviously became an arm of the Democrat Party through the, through the federal government. There's no question about that. If you write anything that doesn't exactly fall in line, you get a Facebook fact checker thing on the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. And if it's, if it's a little more aggressive, it just gets stricken completely. And you get shadow banned or banned entirely. Or it'll you know, get moved so that it doesn't get seen in other people's notifications. These are things where, that, that are already happening. And I think the face mask, see, we, here, let, me, let me backtrack. So there's nothing that you or I can do about Facebook determining what content can and cannot be seen, right? There's nothing we can do about it. 
But you know what? There is something we can do about sending my first grade son to school wearing a face diaper. Mm. That's something we can do about, do something about. And so I, the way I see it is this is a, it stands for something greater. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about what these other countries are doing to their people, right, you, just for speaking out. I mean, wasn't there a, 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 a person from, I think, Belarus that was playing in the Olympics mm-hmm. that said something negative about the, about the uh, state of Belarus? And basically they just came and wished her away and they came and got her, right? Yeah, they brought her to the airport and then I think Poland issued her a humanitarian visa to try to save her. I don't know if she got there or not, but... I think you're right. I mean, it's important to point out what you just said. You know, we're being conditioned here. We're being conditioned. That's a good word. I was kind of searching for something like that. That works. We're being conditioned. Because it, 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 this, it might seem small to people, especially people listening to this, like the one that called us all buffoons, right? It might seem small, like, oh, it's the least you can do if it saves one life. Well, no, no, dude, it isn't the least we can do. I can do way less, Mm -hmm. like not wear one and not get vaccinated. Because quite frankly... When was the last time that Lee? When was the last time you went through the obituaries and read a bunch of names of people you never met and just dropped to your knees, sobbing, ripping your clothes off with your hands to the heavens, saying, "Why, God? Why, why? You know, so and so at this time, it was too soon. She was only ninety-one. When was the last time that happened? The answer is it hasn't, right? Mm-hmm. So we're made to believe like you know you don't care about people if you don't if you don't you know do these particular things. Well, the reality is you never freaking cared in the first place. You care about those around you. You care about those that are already your loved ones. Those are the people you got to take care of. It's not your job to take care of somebody's great aunt because she's got a COPD. And well, you know what? If she does, then it's on her to stay home and do whatever she needs to do for her health, what's best for her. It, it, it's as simple as that. When did when did everyone's health start becoming your problem? You know, really quick, the, we had a lady um, that was on our show. Now I'm drawing a blank on her name. Was um, it two weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, she has the What's let the parents name? decide movement. Mm. But one of the things that she said that is exactly what you're talking about. At what point did the school system decide to give out medical advice? So when you are telling the children to wear masks in school, you're trying to, you know, uh, say that, okay, if you're sending a kid to school and you want to wear a mask, it's the parent's choice. Mm-hmm. To decide what is good for their their uh, medical uh, living, uh, drawing a blank on the word here, but medical well being. Yeah, their medical well being. It's not up to the school to decide what is good for the children's medical well being. That's up to the parents. So if the parents want to send their kids to school in masks, they have that choice. But it's not the choice of the school to say that. This children have this child has to wear a mask because they don't know what kind of conditions that child has. Rush Limbaugh said it best when he said back in the day, "We are one meal and a cot away from turning our kids over to the school system the day they're born." And, and that, I'm paraphrasing him, but that's basically what he said. And what he meant by that is that the role of the public school has gotten so vast. And so overwhelming, and this is why you'll see it, especially from Democrats. They keep pushing for pre-K, pre-K, pre-K. You know what? I don't need pre-K. Teach my kids to read and write because it's not my specialty to teach young children how to read and write. Teach them how to, you know, whatever, add. Teach them the history of America, not the one that you want to teach them. Teach them what actually took place. You know, I don't, I don't, need, to, I don't need my kid taught that he's, that he's inertly racist because he's white. You know, to hell with all that shit. 
what I need is for you to do the job that you were the the public education system was created to do, and nothing more. I don't even care if you want to feed them. I'll make them lunch. I'll send them home. I'll send them there with a lunch, mm-hmm. or and, and all the kids for that matter. You know, we've got in my there's a bunch, we have a whole half dozen of them. And Lee's got four or two, so between the two of us, we've got ten. We'll make them food. We'll send them. You don't need to feed them. Just just teach them the basics so that we don't have to, so that we can go about our day and earn a living. That's, that's the bottom line. But we're giving the, the public schools an incredible amount of ability to just completely expand their role. You know, it's, it's incredible. I mean, you do realize that as we sit here today, even if your kid's not in summer school, even if your kid's at the lake, even if whatever, they're sitting at home, they can get a free lunch every day. And they're not in school. Yeah, I know. Uh, because we got to feed the children because it's a, it takes a community, it takes a village, right? No, it takes a parent, it takes a guardian, it takes somebody to, to, to bring these kids up. I find it interesting that, and I like pre-K, but private pre-K. If you, if you got the money and you want to put your kid into some private academy, into some private pre-K academy or with accredited teachers, maybe not public-based and taxpayer-based, I think that's awesome. But I think getting a pre-K system into the school district and having it part of the public school system just indoctrinates them even earlier. I, I just I don't I don't know why we would pay for that. But as as far as this uh, stuff in the schools is concerned, shouldn't I? Now I'm not a big. Even my kids will tell you that I'm pretty easygoing. I I do what I can for my kids. I, everything I do, like the rest of us, you know, is for our kids. But they're my kids. So if if I don't want them to wear a mask to school. Isn't that my choice as a parent? Well, it used to be. Okay, why isn't it? Because we own the schools. We, we own the schools. We pay everybody the money that they make at the schools. Everyone that works for the school system works for us. We own the buildings. We own the materials. We own the curriculum. We own the webs. We own the electricity. We own the cable. We own everything. That's everything that has to do with public schools. The taxpayers own it. We're the boss. When did this get turned? When did the donkey get turned around? You know, when, when, did, when did that happen? And why are we allowing it to happen? It's just like when you, and I, I made a statement earlier on a different show where I was talking about, you go to, we should pull it up here if somebody has time. You go to the Grand Forks Public Schools, and if you can get to their employment page, the number of jobs that are available right now would astound you. You would never think that the public school system in Grand Forks was short on cash. And they're going to say, well, it's in a different fund. Yeah, I don't trust you and your funds or nothing. <laughs> it's all one big pot, and it's called our money, and you're just spending the hell out of it wherever you want to. But it, they got all these jobs, and a huge majority of them, and my wife was one before. I know Jen's probably done some of this before. You know, our paras, right? They hire these paras to deal with, to deal with students. It used to be a para was hired for a classroom, where, and still sometimes is, where they'd assist, be like a teacher's assistant in the, in the classroom and, and help with things. Especially if the teacher was gone, they would help with the class, keep the continuance going. Now they hire paras. They have been for quite some time. For one student. Yeah, they get their own. One student. Yep. That's the same mentality as this whole thing. Well, your kids have to go through absolute hell in elementary school because this kid stands on his desk and throws you know, scissors at everybody, but he's mentally challenged, but he has a right to be here like everybody else, so we all have to suffer. Not, he, he can't just suffer and be in a room of his own or be in another facility. We all have to suffer together because we're all equal, right? It's equity. It's equity. It's all equity. Everyone's got to suck together. And, and yeah, everyone has to suck. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and, 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 and the same with the hiring people to do it. I love these people who work there. It's not a shot at them, but we're, we're, do, we're doing that to accommodate everything. The same thing with the mass. 
Well, everybody's got to do it. Everybody's going to have to do it. Well, I got news for them. Not everybody's going to do it. Not everyone's going to do it. No. And not what are they going to do about not it? Interested in it? I don't think they're going to do a fucking thing. Because they lose money. Every, how much do they lose per student that they don't have? Is it twenty five hundred? Uh, is it no? It's like eleven thousand. Like eleven. Oh yeah, you're. I'm, I'm surprised that they still have varsity and all these other you know pro like you know levels of actual oh, athleticism. Believe me, there, yeah. it's there's a bullseye on it. You know what else the school sucks at is fixing up their buildings. Oh jeez. But you know who oh, yeah. you know who doesn't suck at that? That'd be Barry Romo with Executive Properties. Have you been putting off a remodel or something around your house long enough? Let Executive Properties get that done. I'm going to put the sheet down and just tell you about some of my experiences with Barry Romo because I don't really need to read off of it. Uh, Barry and his group at Executive Properties has done thousands upon thousands of dollars of business with me and the multiple companies that I'm associated with and or own. And I've never had buyer's remorse on anything. Um, If it can be built, Barry can build it and will build it and can do it right. Literally anything, bathrooms, kitchens, cabinets, sliding doors. Actually, that's the one thing. Uh, He's done a zillion of them for us. Those are such a pain in the ass. And his the way he prices is extremely reasonable. They're extremely heavy. They're very breakable. It's a pain because the minute you pull out the old one, there's always rot underneath it and above it. Barry rips all that out, reinforces it, puts new green-treated lumber above and below, and puts those sliding doors in, and they're better than they than it was when it was first when the house was first built you can trust barry you can trust his group uh if barry's in charge of it i guarantee you'll be happy their number is 701-330-1273 give barry romo a call at 701-330-1273 at executive properties tell them mark sent you from grand forks best source you will not be disappointed I had to get that last read in, Lee, and I felt like that was a really good... It was a good lead-in, wasn't it? Yeah, I felt like it was a good lead-in because we were talking about the ineptitude of the school system and, you know, one of their one of the multitudes of things that they suck at is maintaining properties. They've proved that time and time again. <laughs> you know, they need Barry. Well, they should talk to Barry. I mean, honestly... They should talk to Barry. You know, he, you know I wish I would have because... So I, I felt really bad because I ended up getting a sliding door through uh, Pella, and the only reason that I even did it is because I didn't have any money. So I took advantage of their no interest, no payment plan for two years. And now I'm realizing that even the no interest, no payment plan price that I paid, I got completely hosed on. And if I would have just called up Barry and he would have taken care of it, I would have been already free and clear of this thing. But now I got it hanging over my head until 2022 when I got to finally make that last payment until mm-hmm. the interest rate goes up 70%, you know? So yeah, don't, don't just try to, you know, go with one of these larger corporate things to try to get on a finance plan. You're just going to bite you in the ass. Uh, find, find a guy that you'll find on the golf course, which is where generally if he's, if he's not building something, that's where you can find him is on the golf course. And if you got a problem with it, Pull him off on the on the third team. Be like, hey man, what's up? <laughs> because at least you got somebody locally. You won't have a problem with it. I can tell you that. But should you, you know? And okay, so I'm going to segue into uh, the this picture that I pulled up for Katie because well, when we were talking about this earlier about uh, not just in just one second. Settle um, down over there. Just settle yeah. down for a second. <laughs> going to have your Vanna moment here in a minute. Go ahead. <laughs> So, so you're talking about, you know, the, these factory workers and stuff that now they're, if they're not getting uh, vaccinated, that they're getting fired. Mm. 
I mean, even like, <laughs> God, you got the money for the jar. Even got, I mean, he even got professional athletes, like the football teams, that are saying that if the players don't get vaccinated, they can't play. Coaches are getting fired. You got, but I don't even care about professional sports. My big thing is that if you were working for somebody and then now you're not vaccinated and they say if you don't get the vaccine, you're going to get fired, that's coercion to the extreme. I mean, now they're saying, okay, we'll pay you. We'll pay you. And if you don't, you're going to get fired. So now, Katie, since you sat oh, down, you, yeah. can, you can pull up the picture because this is what hits home the most. Look at this picture. Can you read that? We worked through the pandemic with no vaccine. Now they want to fire us. Last year's heroes, this year's unemployed. Interesting. Yeah, and though, because now if you didn't hear, San, uh, what is it, Stanford? Stanford? What's the hospital? Oh, oh, Stanford Medical, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you don't get the vaccine, you don't have a job. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous and absolute control and absolutely short-sighted on their part because, frankly, they're going to lose a lot of good people. I mean, they're going to lose a lot of good people that did a lot of good things for them when they needed the help the most, when we all needed the help the most. And it goes for a lot of businesses. You know, I, I Lee, you know who they're going to lose? They're going to lose the free thinkers that actually uh, investigate this stuff and look at research besides right. what the CDC and the federal government's giving them. That's who they're going to lose. They're going to lose the people that are willing to try out something that might, you know, cure one of their patients that otherwise wouldn't have. They're going to lose out on their rock stars, the free thinkers, the people that everybody wishes they had in their corner when they're facing something medically terrible. That's who they're going to lose. So best of luck to them. It reminds me of that grocery store chain again. And uh, I've gotten some pushback bringing it up before. Not here, but other places. And I have to tell you, when you go into work in the morning to punch the time clock and you don't have a mask on your face and someone from customer service says, hey, did you get vaccinated? And you say, that's none of your business. And they say, I need to see physical proof of your vaccination. You're going to have to put a mask on before you go any further into the store. They're losing 15 to 20-year employees by doing that. They're that dumb. They don't get it. In a, in a, mark, in a job market like this, when there's jobs, every, you could go, I could walk out of this place right now and in five minutes have a job somewhere. I mean, honestly. You wouldn't even have to leave the mall. No, you, you could just walk right out. And yet you get someone to work for you for 15, 18, 20 years, and you're going to piss down their back and say, you know what, just because you won't put this mask on because I think you should, you're going to lose your job. That's, they'll never get those people back. That's, and, that's, that's called you're operating after you've been brainwashed. You, so, you know, if, you, all you, if all you stare at is CNN, you're just a hammer yeah. and every problem is a nail and every nail is government, 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 government. Everything's got to be government. Fear, nope. fear, fear. You fear, know, there's a friend fear. of mine that works at that. Gro- I got a lot of friends of mine that work at those grocery stores, and one of them has been there for about 18 years, going on, well, 15 to 18 years. And when they're at their till or, and they're working their job, they have to wear a mask because they're not vaccinated. Well, some of these, some of these people that are, that are just obsessed with this have figured that out. They've figured out the employees because of the big signs in the store that say unvaccinated employees and customers must wear a mask. They know they don't check the customers that come in and out because they want their money. But the employees, the employees, they can check and they can control. Well, some of these people that are obsessed with this have figured that out. So imagine you're working your job, you're raising your family, you got kids, you got a husband, you're doing all these things, your wife, whatever. You go to work, you get to your place of work, whether it's customer service, a till, whatever. 
you put your damn mask on because you don't want to lose your job and you just you want to get through your day. And you put your mask on about an hour into your shift, some obsessed liberal comes up to you and says, oh, you haven't gotten vaccinated yet. Actually, the term for that is just liberal. Liberal? Yeah. How about just asshole? <laughs> They're all the same, aren't they? So, sorry. You know what a friend of mine told me one time, Lee? He said, not every Democrat is a lazy loser, but every lazy loser is a Democrat. <laughs> well, I want that person to text back that texted earlier to call me before and explain this to me. So this person has done nothing to hurt anyone in their life. They've never, they don't have a criminal record. They're a great member of, of society, hardworking taxpayer, family member, put their kids through school here, obeyed the law, did everything, contributed to society, paid their taxes. They don't have a bill out there that they haven't paid. Paid the swear jar. Paid the swear jar. I mean, everything's legit. Their yard looks great. There, there isn't one thing you could, I mean, they're not perfect, but you, could, you can't look at them and say, hey, you're causing trouble for the rest of us. They go to work and they're at their job for like an hour and a half and some asshole comes up to them and says, hey, why aren't you, uh, why aren't you vaccinated yet? And the person says, well, that's none of your concern. You don't know if I'm vaccinated. Well, I know you're not vaccinated because you're wearing a mask. You wouldn't be wearing a mask if you weren't vaccinated. And getting harassed at your job when, when, you're, when you're at your job, getting a target painted on you, that takes you out of your job. So you leave your job, you clock out for the day, you go out to a restaurant with your family. You're sitting at a restaurant, you're sitting at a table, you're not wearing a mask. You go to a movie, you're not wearing a mask. You go to Menards, you're not wearing a mask because you're, an empl- you're a customer now. And all of a sudden somebody says, hey, I know that that person's not vaccinated because they have to wear a mask at work. Is that the society that we want to continue on in? Dude, this is right on par with what you're saying. I just got this text to the station. Well, somebody's phone was going crazy over here. It's I don't know sta- why. It's a station phone. Walmart is offering $150 per employee once you're fully vaccinated, and they have 2.3 million employees. He says, do the math on that. Any chance the government is paying them back over $300 million? That's uh, a pretty good question. I have no uh, way of knowing the answer, and we never will know the answer, but that is a lot of employees to be paying $150 a crack to. That's, that's insanity. I mean, they can do what they want as a private business, but don't tell me they're not getting rubbed on the backside. No, they can't do that. It's totally illegal. If you're a private business, I don't guess it matter if you're a private business or not. You can't incentivize people to to take well, medical that, procedures. Absolutely not. I know, but I mean, I they, mean, it's like okay, we're going to give you fifteen thousand dollars to do uh, to turn yourself into a female because we need more female workers. <laughs> so how do they get away with it if it's illegal? What's your hey Lee? What's your number? Well, to turn yourself into a female. Everyone's got their number. What is it? I actually am. I'm in touch with my feminine side. It wouldn't cost a whole lot of money for so me to try for, it out. For a lop of cock off of me, you'd get it. You'd do how much? Well, Would it be what, 50 mil? Yeah, what would it take? You're everyone's- in the ballpark. I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, part of the part, of, you know, part of it isn't the cash. Part of it's the experience value. Experience, you know, <laughs> you'd never stop <laughs> playing with yourself. You'd never leave the house again. I wouldn't leave the house. Well, hey, now do you use. You got Katie sitting over here. Oh, I'm just. Katie took her earphones off, so she, she took, can't hear. She us. didn't hear that conversation. No, no, no. I'm reading the comments. What size cup would you get? Oh probably God. a between a B and a C. Probably a C. Maybe yeah. a B and a C. I don't. I, I don't need the gigantic ones. You don't need huge. No. no. Okay. That's overkill. <laughs> you don't need that. I like. I, really? And what about you? What would you go? It would it'd be more than fifty. No, but what size cup? Oh, size cup. Well, I'm probably already a fucking B. Well, I'm a B. I mean, God almighty. You got more money there, buddy? <laughs> I already put my five down. That covered three more F-bombs. God, that's a new one. Next time I'm on a show somewhere, I'm the first. The icebreaker is going to be like, just in case, you know, if you ever did, 
what size cup would you go? <laughs> but I would ever ask a woman that. I would ask a man that. So if a guy does do that, I mean, do they got to, like, shave their, their new Come newly on, frowned? No. <laughs> no, okay. I mean, you know, they got a hairy chest. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Wax. We've all got our number. Katie, what's your number? I don't know. Actually, because they'd be bigger, no they'd be, like, be pushed in so I'd look like Zangief from, from Street Fighter. <laughs> what is wrong with you right now? God, bless you. Such bullshit. What is going on here? We're we talking about something or what? I, My time's valuable. I, yeah, this is, yeah, this is how this is how. I haven't been to McDonald's yet since noon. I mean, let's go. This is how Common Sense Uncensored yep. generally works out. And with that, Lee, mm. it's 2.19. Is it really? Oh, it's two nineteen. Oh my God! We didn't even get into the meat of it. I mean, I we know. talked about mass and Brenner and Lot, I don't know, yeah, and boobs and <laughs> yeah. all kinds of stuff. We, we hit a few things, no question about they that. All kind of go together, I um, guess. So yes, uh, thank you again, well, Lee, thanks for, for having coming me. in. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Katie, for assisting uh, with this week's episode of Common Sense Uncensored. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow. To John Roberts, uh, morning, morning updates, and he'll tell you everything you need to know. Thanks again, folks. Thank we'll you. See ya. Probably went dark places. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>